You want some more of this bitch? Welcome to the Three Kings Podcast, where everyday blokes act like kings. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. I told you in the first song, I'll tell you in another. I'm just a regular... LA is we're back again this week, Nick and Axel. Um, we've got a special guest here. We got Mayo the Hexican from um hex.com. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. How are you boys? Yeah, good, good to have you in. Um, something different. We um usually have a bit of sport talk and moto talk, so it's good to, you know, get into the crypto thing as it's, you know, kind of taking the world by storm. So it's good to talk to you. Yeah, it's good to be here, good to meet you. Bit of work in the making, but Yeah. Crypto's taking a bit of a hit at the moment if anyone's into crypto at the moment, so I think it's the best time for anyone listening to actually do some research and actually look at getting into it because it's at almost one of its lowest points. So yeah, it's a good time to start because you know, uh, say a year ago, or whatever, it was at an all-time high, pretty much all of them. So it's a good time to get in now that it's a bit of a dip. Yeah, people tend to panic, but you have a look at all the markets at the moment: stocks, shares, crypto, all down together. It's all tied to the way interest rates are. Yeah. Um, what we say is buy the dip, sell yeah. the top. Now's yeah. the time to get in. Now's the time to accumulate. But you just even look at the the that US guy that made that speech. As soon as he made his speech saying that the US wasn't going to print any more money, what did it take? Like $7.8 billion off the share market or something. It was oh, something ridiculous, ridiculous amount. That, so it's that's what I say when people say to me, oh, crypto's a scam. Well, look what happened to the share market not even a week ago. So Yeah. Well, there's plenty of scams out there, but you've got to pick the right product. Gamble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, yeah, tell us how you got into it and exactly what kind of crypto is for our, you know, layman's out there. Uh, yeah, well, I suppose like everyone else, everyone's heard about Bitcoin, Ethereum yeah. years and years ago. I suppose that's what got me intrigued and that's what got me started. And I got to a point where I wanted to learn more, saw other things coming out, so did more research, asked a friend, and I got pointed towards Hex. <laughs> We'll go into a bit more about that later. But, yeah, basically, I suppose crypto is the digital currency. So, in short, I thought, oh, this is the future. Where, yeah. we can, where can we go with that? Yeah, that's, that's basically it. In short, I mean, for those that want to learn a bit more, it's like digital money in computers. So, the way it works is we've got decentralised. So, basically, where you want to go with that is, the way I look into that is the governments and banks are controlling our money, the, the They've got influence on it. They're charging us fees. We've got inflation, all-time high. And then now we've got this thing called crypto, which is a currency online. It's fully decentralised. There's no middleman. Yeah. You are your own bank. You're in control of it. So yeah. Yeah, well, talking about like when you are saying that the government's got control over money, I can't remember exactly where it was, but there's a, com- uh, there's a country out there that's – if you've got more than 500 grand in your bank account, they're freezing – your bank accounts so you cannot take any of your money out and there was actually a siege where a farmer went into the bank and said i need money for my dad's medical treatment and he said he held the bank up and he said i want to take my own money out and they would not let him take his own money out he wanted a hundred grand and they came to an agreement that he could take 30 grand of his own money out if he ended the siege and that's pretty much what ended up and he ended up getting 30 grand of his own money so he can pay for his dad's medical yeah, um, treatment. We've, we've got other examples too. I mean, look at the recent thing with all the, um, you know, the COVID stuff. If we want to go there, but yeah. look at the Canadian truckers. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. they started a GoFundMe. Uh, the government took it millions yeah. of dollars. Yeah. Other people and anyone that donated, they froze their accounts. Froze their they? accounts, stopped their money. I mean, who's to tell you what you can and can't do with your own money? Yeah. I think that's bullshit. A hundred percent. It's not like you're funding terrorism. You're giving money to truckies that don't want to be 
forced to do something. Like we won't go down the COVID path because that's another yeah. thing. But the government's forcing someone to do something, and people are giving them for food or whatever the money for food and stuff like that. But and the government's forcing them not to like saying, well, we don't agree that you're giving it to them and taking all the money. Yeah. So well, we got the same. Even if you look at our smaller scale here, here in Australia, I think it's if you deposit. I think they've just changed it. I might be wrong here. Six grand into your own bank account cash. Yeah. You get flagged. You'll get looked into. Really? Yep. Fuck, it must um, have come down. It yeah, used to be higher. It used yeah, to be it was, 10. It, it used was to be 10. 10 I yeah. think it's changed this year w- along with the other um, tax changes this year. I think I, I might be wrong on that number, but it, it yeah. has changed. Wouldn't surprise um, me, though. You know, you go to pull cash out of your own bank account and you've got to show ID, you've got to show this, you've got to show that. You you've basically got to, you've got to give them notice if yeah. it's over yeah. a certain amount. You've yeah. got to give them notice. You've got to give them the details of why... You need this money. What are you got to do? Like, it's your money, mate. Yeah. Why do you have to tell someone else what you're going to do with your own hard work for money? Like, yeah. So, crypto solves that. Exactly. It solves that. Yeah. Well, put it put it this way. <coughs> like we said, we we have a majority moto podcast, and we talk about moto quite often. I went to go buy a new bike, and I needed ten grand cash. I made it like one of those guys that go, "I'll give you ten grand cash tomorrow for your bike." I'm one of them guys, and it, a guy was like, "Yeah, yeah, right." So I went to the bank the next day and they're like, no, you need to order your money. Mm. And I go, it's only $10,000. They're like, yeah, you, we can give you five, but that's it and you have to go to another branch. So I had to go to three different branches to do, only get 10, like 10 grand is not a lot of money. Like to get 10 grand out to buy this guy's bike. Yeah. Where like we'll get into it later on, but with crypto, I could have transferred him 10 grand worth of crypto and it'd be almost instant and he would have had it, wouldn't even have to go to a bank or anything like that. So yep. that's why I th- like it a lot better where it's, almost instant it doesn't matter kind of with going to the different banks i'm with bank of queensland if i deposit money into match's account it takes like two to three days to get into his account yeah you've got to go in you've got to go in operating hours business hours Mm. crypto 24 7 365 days a week there's no holiday there's no restrictions do what you want with when you want with your own money it's that simple yeah and it's that transparent. I mean, once you get a bit more experience, you can go on the blockchain and you can look at everything. So all the data's there. You can see what wallets have done what. You've made a transaction. The proof is there. Yeah. There's nothing to worry about. Yeah. <coughs> so um, the biggest question we get and most people have is, yeah, so how, one, did you get into it? And two, how does the normal person get into crypto? And know. one, use it as well. All right. How I got into it, I suppose, was just... It was the hot topic, yeah. Flavor of the month. Um, got some advice from a friend. Started looking into it from there. I just fell down the rabbit hole and yeah, away we went. <laughs> um, so what did you just start googling it or? Yeah, I mean, I got a bit of advice from some real life friends that have been into it previously a bit longer, um, and then they showed me the basics of you know how to use an exchange, what a decentral a decentralized exchange was, why to use that why to have a cold storage wallet and a hardware wallet. And then obviously from there I went on my own rabbit hole, done some research, Google, YouTube, Twitter. It's all there for free on the internet. Yeah. And um, yeah, and how? what's the best way to use – like how do you use your crypto like once you got it, you know what I mean? Like, All right. So basically you still need the on-ramp, off-ramp if you're not doing a peer-to-peer transaction. So a peer-to-peer would be – Say me and you are sending money back and forward with our crypto to our own wallets. Yeah. So we're basically our own bank. If we needed to transfer the crypto into cash, we'd need an on-ramp, off-ramp, which is unfortunately we still have to use a centralized exchange for that or a CEX. Yeah. Um, 
So we can have an account within that, which is basically a business. So they're basically a bank. That's just taking a cut. Yeah. So, yeah, so they take a cut of your transaction. But for that cut, they basically um, buy your crypto for whether it's USD, AUD or whatever country you're in. Yeah. Um, from there, you can send it to your traditional banking account and away you go. So, for example, today I had a guy in the US, We, you know, Discourse Syndicate, we sponsor Jake Lund. Um, you know, we're sending him to Thailand. Um, you know, within a matter of probably 30 seconds today, the guys, guys from the US sent me some USDC. Um, I received it within probably a minute. Yeah. From that, I sent it from my cold storage wallet to the centralised exchange. I actually used CoinSpot for this. Um, and then from CoinSpot to the bank account was actually the longest period of time. So that took probably a couple of hours there. Yeah. Um, and within that, that, that Australian money was in Jake's account. The trip was booked and he's going to Thailand now. So, yeah. you know, that's just one example of what we're doing with crypto. People from all over the world are helping each other grow. Yeah. Um, there's also other things now like we've got CoinJar, we've got Crypto.com. Again, they're a centralised entity, um, but they've teamed up with Visa and they now allow you to link your crypto to a Visa card and you can now purchase with Visa anywhere in the world. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, we've got some retailers out there that are accepting Bitcoin and they're starting to accept other coins, so it's it's growing. It's getting adopted and it's it's here. It's not going anywhere. It's here to stay. Yeah. Um, so what's the, what's the best yeah, kind of centralised platform for people to use? Um. Very hard, depending on where you are. Uh, for us in Australia, I would probably stick to Kraken or CoinSpot. I mean, that's just my personal preference. Yeah, I've had no issues with them at the moment. Yeah. Um, again, do your research. <laughs> There's that many out there, but yeah, I can I can say I've used them with no issues so far. Yeah, right. Um, what What are your thoughts on Binance though? Because I'm a big Binance Binance user. Yeah, I'm. My personal preference, I don't love Binance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's nothing, I mean, you can use them. I've never yeah. heard of anyone apart from them. So, again, this is what centralised entities do. Um, I mean, we had a, a thing with Binance, I think it was earlier this year when Bitcoin hit a, it may have been the all-time high or close to it, and Ethereum. They actually locked Bitcoin and Ethereum transactions on their network. So, you could not sell your Bitcoin or Ethereum. That's uh, yep. them controlling your money and, again, not letting you yep. sell your coins for fiat, traditional fiat currency. So yeah, right. For that, I don't like them because essentially they're controlling the market like that. Yeah, too. it's the same thing as what banks and stuff do and it's the whole reason why you get into crypto. Another thing with Binance, which you've just rung a bell in my head, I believe they own coinmarketcap.com or coin market crap, I like to call it. <laughs> um, and they tend to manipulate the rankings on their website. So, for example, if you go to page three, rank 201, you'll see hex with the coin market cap that should be in probably the top 10 if you compare the figures there. But yep. for some reason, they've locked it back on page three so no one on the front page can see it. Yeah. yeah. So whether it's because of the direct competitor or because it's fully decentralised and they can't earn off it. Yeah, they're probably not getting get, a cut yeah. off it. That would, that's but that's, that's would pretty much any really business in the world there. They know, put the, the the competitors, whether it's better than their coin or not, then they put the competitive coins way back so no one can see because they obviously want you buying um, their stuff and what they make the most money on. So yeah. it's, I feel like for crypto you have to do a lot of your own research. You can't go off what other people are saying because there's so much 
um, like false stuff out there that like all false coins or false stuff going out there. You have to do a lot of your own research. Don't just believe what people are saying. Yeah, always do your own research. Um, you know, look at the history of things. Look at bigger companies. Um, yeah, and then you know, don't pick up pennies in front of freight trains, which um, the old Richard Hart likes to say. So generally, if something's a bit too good to be true, it probably is. It usually is, yeah. Um, you know, if they're offering you a return on something, think to yourself, how are they going to pay you this return, you know? Does that make sense? Is that going to work? And again, we've got meme coins and stuff out there, which are just the shiny objects, you know? they These companies and these people market these things, so they're in front of you. Yeah. Um, you know, don't go for shiny things. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're basically gambling with them, so... Always look for something with product market fit and um, good founders, yep. good community, and generally you can't lose. Yeah, so uh, another question we have is like, what is Hex itself and obviously why are you so into it yourself? Yeah, so Hex is an ERC20 token. So that is a token on the Ethereum network um, and it's a proof of stake over rather than a proof of work. So basically... By being proof of stake, you lock up set coins for a set amount of time and you generate a yield. Or for people that understand yield, it's interest. Yeah. Um, you get paid the higher interest, the longer you stake and the more you stake. Um, so basically what this is doing is this, is it, this is eliminating the problems of using hardware um, and sustainability for electricity uh, going forward in the world, which is what everyone's trying to do um so traditional coins like bitcoin ethereum are a proof of work thus needing multiple and <laughs> lots and lots of video cards and computers these days to mine this yeah costing lots and lots of electricity it's yeah we've s- we've seen the farms and that yeah Ever, everyone's seen the farms where they're mining it and yeah yeah so basically with hex and proof of stake it makes you the miner um without needing the hardware to do so and you are control in how you do that. Um, that's it summed up in short. I mean, it makes you your own bank, really. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty much like almost like a, a fixed-term deposit with a, a normal bank. So you're putting your yeah. money in there, you're saying you're going to fix it for, let's say, five years, and then they give you a percentage of interest over those five years, roughly? Yeah, so you're basically signing a contract on the blockchain directly between your crypto wallet and the network. And when you sign the contract you're making the agreement to commit to a certain period of time where it removes your coins from the network. Um, the mechanics of this also helps drive the price with the supply versus demand behind that. Yep. Um, and it, it penalises people for not committing to their, you know, their commitment. So if you decide to end a stake early, depending how early you decide to end the stake for, you will be penalised. Um, so you may... You may lose all the in interest accrued. You may lose some of your principal, depending how long yep. early you end your stake. Yeah. Um, and what this does and why this keeps the others staked, or should I say why it entices others to stay staked, is the penalty you receive then gets paid out between all the other stakers. So it incentivizes you to hold. Yeah. It incentivizes you to stake. So you're kind of hoping a, a big player 
does police take early so you can get his interest? Yeah, I, yeah, 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 I mean, it has happened. Um, unfortunately, we've had some big players be hacked before and lost quite a lot of money. Um, and then people that don't understand the system, which decide to end the stake early. Or, you know, they might have got in that early that they've earned that much money. They're not really fussed about losing the penalty, yeah. Yeah. A bit, you know. So, so well, at least, you, at least you know you can end it. End it if you have to. Like, say you need the money for something. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's, that's why it's called an EES, so yeah. emergency end stake. So the yeah. option is there to do it, but you will be penalised yeah. on well, how early you do that. That's pretty much the same as normal banking, bro. Like if yeah. you if you say I'm going to stake um, or do a fixed term deposit for three years, if you want your money back, some banks will say, well, no, sorry, it's locked in there for three years. Like I remember when I was younger, they just turn around and said, no, you can't pull, pull, yeah. put, can't pull your money out. And can you add to your stake? You can't add to the existing stake, but yeah. you can create as many stakes as you like. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, back, back to basics, I probably overlooked that at the start. But, yeah, if, if you look at traditional banking, um, it is basically bringing the term deposit onto the blockchain. Yeah. But with a higher um, interest or yield rate. So yep. It's yeah, rewarding well, the users more. Yeah, I've seen here. Is that 38% per atom, is it? Yeah, so that's the maximum stake length yeah. Yeah, and that's the maximum payout at this stage, yeah. Yeah, right. So it, it, f- it will fluctuate as time goes on and more people come on board or, or off board. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the moment we're averaging 38% over the 15 years, which is the maximum time. Yeah, right. Um, there's no minimum time you need to stake for. You don't have to stake if you don't want to. You can just hold the coin. Um, you can stake from one day to the 15 years, which is... Five 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 days, which yeah. is why we have in the hectic world five 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 club, yeah. <laughs> a five 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 club. Sorry. So, is, but when you st- it doesn't matter when you stake; it's just for fifteen years. So, like, it's, yeah, there's so no yeah. starts. St- like, you didn't have to stake for fifteen years on this date. It doesn't matter when you can. No, like, you I can, can stake fifteen years tomorrow if I wanted to. Yeah, you could buy hex right now and stake it now for yep. fifteen years, or you could stake it tomorrow from fifteen years from tomorrow start date. Yeah. So, or you know, you can do five years, seven years. Yeah. So a lot of the guys, um like to do a, there's a thing called ladder staking so what we like to do is you know if depending on your position depending where you are in life and how much you want to invest you could set up a stake that ends in five years a stake that ends in 10 years and a stake that ends in 15 years yeah or you could set, set yourself up so you've got one ending every year yeah and the whole the whole idea behind that is you upon your stake ending you receive your yield depending how you are at the time obviously you could pull your yield and restake your principal or you can pull your whole lot. Yeah. So, but basically, it's designed to pull your yield and you live off your yield as as your bonus, and then you restate your principal and rinse and repeat. Yeah, and, and just do it. Over and is that thirty eight percent per annum or thirty eight percent for the fifteen years? So it's APY. So per yeah, year, yeah. Per yeah. Annum, so yeah. So it's shitload more than you're gonna get with the, your three percent from your normal bank. Yeah, that's right. I mean, back in the day, banks used to pay a lot more than they do now. Um, yeah, when interest rates were a lot higher. Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah, now we've basically brought that system to the blockchain with a with a good reward reward rate. Sorry. Yeah, I, I like it because for me, like, I'm a like I'm a spender. If I got money in my bank, I want to spend it. So if I put it put a stake in there, that's that's also the reason I don't like the the emergency um, stop of the staking yeah. because it's good and bad. Because sometimes when you're like, oh. I'm an impulse buyer, but like, oh, I want that car. I'll just go end my stake and quickly draw the money out. But I like it that you, I can say you'd stake it for five or 10 years. And then in 10 years' time, you're like, fuck yeah, my 10 grand's now 50 grand. Like, yeah. you're so like you're so much more happier that you've staked it for 
longer, if that makes sense. Because you, yeah. a lot of people forget that they've put money away or put it in their account if you can't see it. Yeah. So it's out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. And in 10 years' time, your, your five grand or your 10 grand that you've put in there could be worth a lot more than that. Yeah, so we'll touch on a couple of things there. One thing is inflation. Yep. So the inflation rate at the moment is at all-time high. So your money sitting there and you're forgetting about it is becoming worth less and less every day. Yep. So why not put that somewhere and create a passive income out of that so where you can try to beat the, the cost of living going up as time goes on and with the inflation rate so high. And secondly, the early end stake. So we'll go back to the early end stake. So another thing will, that will deter you from early end staking, so... Um, just once you do the math and you figure out how staking and T-shares work, um, if you end your stake 50% early or, sorry, earlier than 50% of the stake served, you'll actually lose some of your principal. So yep. that is a big deterrent. Ah, you, you, so yeah. To not do it, yeah. Yeah, so basically you want to at least hold your stake for 50% of the time. So say you stake for 15 years, you don't want to end it earlier than seven and a half or you potentially could lose your initial principal as well. Yeah. So that's where that's the system helps you de- delay gratification, Yep. Um, which is a big thing we're trying to teach to everyone. Look into your future. Um, something else I was going to say now, but I've lost my That's right. I'll ask you a question yeah. <laughs> while you rethink it. Yeah. But um, I was saying I stake for 15 years yep. and you're getting interest every year. Do you get that interest at the end of the 15 years or after every year? Yeah, so you won't get that until the full term, term of the yeah full term of the stake yep. ended. Um, I mean, if you received it at each year, you would essentially um, pay a capital gains tax on each transaction and stuff like that too. Yeah. Um, and then also it probably wouldn't be as much of an incentive to hold for the full term of the yeah. stake. So yeah, because yeah. you can see it going up yeah. so quick. Yeah. Um, here, but this is what I was thinking with, this, with the staking too. So as as you're saying there, you know, you're, you might stake for 15 years and it might go from 10 grand to 50 grand. Let's just hypothetically talk here. Yeah. But you need to remember it's also compounding. So yep. you're not just getting the yield or interest that you have from staking. I mean, you have to remember... The coin itself could go up. The coin up. itself could go up, that's right. Yeah. So let's say you do a stake for 10 years and it triples the amount of hex you got. So let's say the original hex you got, you paid, let's just say a dollar, so it simplifies it. Um, you've essentially earned triple that. So you've, let's say you put 5,000 hex in, you yep. receive 15,000 back at the end of your 10-year stake. Um, so you've turned five grand into 15 grand. Now, let's talk the price. <laughs> yeah. The price goes up. So let's say the price goes up to $3 or to $5 in that 10 years. Yep. Righto, now you're talking 15,000 times $5. Yeah. yeah. So you've got compounding interest there and it's... Yeah, so you're kind of getting the best of both worlds kind of thing. You're getting yeah. interest plus the, the coin going up so when by the time you pull it out... Because yeah. over time, obviously, everything goes up. So That's over right. time, you, you, you're getting more yeah, than I mean, just interest. And it's it, I'm pretty confident in the crypto market and the way the world's going. I mean, we're getting more people adopting crypto and using it, so... yeah. That brings more people in. More people in brings the price up. And um, like how you know how safe is the that you know staking system of, of the hex coin? You know. Yep. Well, this is another thing. So, it's the safest thing out there in the crypto world, I believe, at the moment. Um, yep. Reason being is number one. I mean, you look at the track record already. I mean, we've already been operating for over a thousand days. Um, with no inflation bugs, no hacks, no downtime, fully up, 
um, you know, your Bitcoin even itself has had, I think it's two inflation bugs off the top of my head. Yeah. So, you know, where just an every, everyday person could mint as many coins as they want. You know? Yeah, right. Hex has been flawless so far. Um, you know, we're coming up on the three-year mark. So it's got the track record there. It's been proven. Um, and the second thing is, so when you interact with your wallet and the contract on the blockchain, it's you interacting with the contract. There is no middleman. You're not giving your coins or your crypto to another company to stake for you or you're not waiting on someone else to pay you interest. You're just going direct it's, through hacks. It's just all in the code. So it's basic math and code. That's yeah. all there is to it. No one works for Hex. There is no human paying out any of these f- any of these interests or any of this money. Um, it's just simple code and math, mathematics. When you say no one's working for Hex, I can say you've got an issue. You can still contact someone and say, hey, i got an issue. Is it... Um, or can you not? Is that just the way it is? No. Well, there's 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 no employee for Hex. There's yep. no overheads for Hex. Um, yep. Hex is not a company. It's just simply a, a code. Yeah. Immutable code. It cannot be edited. Yeah. Um, founders Richard Hart. Um, it, it leaves you in in your hands. I mean, there's there's no middleman. There's no one that can touch your Hex. There's no one that can take your Hex, unless you make a mistake, you get scammed. So. There's no no idiot that can pay you $10.5 million by accident. No, that's right. Is that what you're saying? Correct, <laughs> yeah. Yep, so, yeah, there's no exchange in between. You know, you've got all these staking functions and interest functions on other centralised exchanges. Um, and you have to think to yourself, how can they pay these things out? Are they leveraging? Are they put, uh, you know, there's risk. There's risk there. So, yeah. you know, just look at Luna, for an example. You know, they promise you a big return on on your on your coins um but in order to get that you had to give them the keys to your coins or you had to give them your coins so essentially you're giving money to someone else and you're trusting in that person i'm not gonna lie i did that (laughs) didn't end well but i did it (laughs) most people in crypto have made a mistake and that's how they've learned and you know that's how we've gotten where we are today so and so how how does it yield the 38 percent for you every year okay so this is this is in the code it's in the math um, like I said, it's proof of stake. So um, it's called T-shares. So it's a T-share system. So when you stake your hex, um, and we'll go back to a T-share. So if you look at the chart, the T-share rate just seems to be going up. It's mathematically just going up into the Can right. you dumb down a T-share even more? No, no mm. one's controlling T-share prices. Yeah. Um, they can't go down. So in the code... No, I mean, like, can you dumb down what a T-share oh is? Oh, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, so what a T-share is, is... Um, you will pay hex. So when you stake your hex, sorry, you will, in the contract, hand over your hex to the contract on the blockchain. In return for the hex you hand over, you get the T-share amount. Um, now, what that does is put you in the, in the pool for the yield. So everyone that is a staker has a certain amount of T-shares. You get paid out based on how many T-shares you have. Yep. Um, and again, this is where the re- uh, where the reward is for holding and staking because anyone that decides to exit early, um, their penalty gets paid out to the other stakers. Um, and your payout is based off your T-share rate. Yeah. Um, simply, T-shares are getting rarer and rarer um, as time goes on. And the way that happens is every time a stake unfolds or a stake ends, the price of a T-share goes up. Yeah. So as more people come into the system and they decide to stake and end stakes and restakes, it drives the price of the T-share up. So the T-shares are becoming rare and rare over time as more of the supply is locked up. 
So it's basic supply and demand again. Yeah. I mean, we've got billions of hex locked up in exchange for T-shares. So more and more people want a T-shirt, the price yep. of a T-shirt will go up. Yep, yep. So, and, and that's the price of the T-shirt is where they make the money to pay the 38% yield out. Yeah, so that's how it's calculated. So yep. the system pays... So the way the system works is it just pays... It's locked in at 3.69%. So that's the, that's the inflation rate. Um, and how that works is based off how much hex is locked up in the system. Um, and at the moment, with how much hex is locked up, that's that's the the rates that we're getting. So on this blockchain, can you see how much is locked up in hex? Yep, there's plenty of transparent data out there. Um, you can go to things like hex.vision, um, hexdailystats.com. I mean, if you're really good at looking at computers and you understand things, you can go onto the blockchain itself at etherscan.com, and and you can you can watch what's happening. You can you can pull data from there. That's yep. how all these other people have created the websites. They're just pulling transparent data which is on etherscan yeah it's all out there um you can find it all i can give you guys a a bit of a list at the end of this yeah you want plenty of data sites you can can pull all this from yeah so you know you just know that you know there's money there that's locked away so your money's kind of safe you know you're not the only kind of people you know putting it in and yeah that's right getting scammed you i know? think uh the last time i looked was a couple of days ago i think we're roughly 60 billion dollars in usd worth of hex is currently staked yeah, right. yeah so um i think we've got one hundred six thousand unique wallet addresses currently staked as well and that's i think that's doubled this year or it might have even been more than that yeah so on the stake um on the hex website i was having a look bef- beforehand you can pretty much stake them out but does it give you, like, after every year, does it tell you how much money you, you've gone up? So, like, if you staked, let's say, $1,000 and at 38% after the first year, would you have 1380 there? Or would, how does it work? Like, how, can you see that your money's growing? Yep. So, it actually calculates on a daily basis. Yep. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's EST midnight, which is the US time. So, I think it's actually 10 a.m. our time here in Brisbane. It'll tick over and start the new day. Yep. So, you can actually... Um, go onto the hex.com website. You can connect your wallet. Um, you can go to the staking function on the website and you'll be able to see your stakes or create a stake, for example. Um, it'll have all your existing stakes there listed. It'll have all your ended stakes there listed. And it'll have a start date, end date, the percentage of how far through your stake are. Um, it'll have your principal amount. It has a, a tab next to it with the yield that you've accrued so far. Um, and it has the USD dollar value at the present time yep. next to it as well. So it's all there. You can see the whole lot. Yep. And I can say, does it get paid out as hex or does it get paid out as USD? Because I can say, let's say the US dollar goes down. Technically, that would mean that you're getting less. Uh, but is the whole crypto market based on the US dollar? Yeah, I mean, so the US dollar is still the, the go-to... Um, backing of the world. Yep. Um, so to answer your question, yep. when when your stake ends, you will get paid out hex for send. So you sell your t-share back to the contract, and it pays you out your hex in okay. return. So you're getting hex in return. Yep. So yep. you receive the hex back, yep. and that, that's the yield. So we go back to the proof of stake and proof of work thing. So you're basically the miner. So by staking your hex, essentially by the end of your contract, you end up with more hex. Yep. So you are basically mining hex. 
Okay, um, so so pretty much you can tra- trade that hex for another coin, or you could sell it back to the Australian dollar, or the US dollar, or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, you can you but can use any centralized or decentralized exchange. They're just showing yeah, just showing you the amount that you got in US dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So the function on the website it just shows you the current rate yep. in USD. Uh, sorry, US dollars. Yep, and um, yeah, and I mean then you can connect your wallet to any decentralized exchange, and um, you can trade, swap, sell, or you know you might even know someone that will. I mean, I'm happy to take hex. Someone paid me for work, I'd take hex for it. Yeah. So, but again, yeah, you you basically swap your hex. You could swap it for a USDC or a um, DAO. There's plenty of um, one-to-one US dollar backed coins at the moment. Again, they're not fully decentralized. So if you do want to do that, I wouldn't hold them. But yeah, that's the quickest, easiest way to back to the Australian dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to touch base with you. You said someone. You said if someone would pay you in hex, you would take hex. Yeah. Is there a special accountant you should be going to for cryptocurrency? Um, or is any... Yeah, that's it. That being you were talking about yeah. this the other day. Do you have to pay tax on your crypto gains? Yes. So here in Australia, it's a 52% capital gains tax on every transaction. If you have held that crypto for more than 12 months, that capital gains is halved. Yeah, right. Um, again, this is... More incentive, I believe, to get into a, a product like Hex. Um, that you can stake. You can stake it and you're holding it more than that 12 month, you know? Yeah. Traders, every, they don't, a lot of traders or a lot of people, everyday users, you know, you might work with someone, you know, they sit on CoinSpot or an exchange all day and they, oh, you know, they swap something's going up 50 bucks. They don't realize yeah. they're paying a. Um, $25 on it. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're paying a capital gains tax on every transaction they make. So, yeah. Are the exchanges releasing that to the government? Or, like, how does the government know who's made money and who hasn't made money? Yes. Like so, the centralised exchanges are an Australian business. And, yep. yes, they will have to pass on that mon- uh, that information to the um, Australian... T- yeah. Yeah. So, what, any ATO. any one of them big, you know, crypto trading things like yep. Coinbase or CoinSpot or Binance, they like have that. to report to the government. Yep. Yeah, right. yep. And that's why you have to, you know, when you sign up to these things, you've got to show ID, you've got to prove who you are. Yeah, passport you know, you're ba- and yeah, stuff. You're basically yeah, basically creating, it's basically like creating a bank account. Yeah. You know, they're just a business holding your money and, and seeing what's going on with it. Yeah. Well, you've brought up a couple of times saying not your keys, not your wallet. Um, yep, not your keys, not your crypto. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. What By that, by that, what do you mean? Like, I know what you mean, but like explain to people what that means. Yep, all right. So... Um, so in crypto, with a you know we have a centralized exchange. So they are basically a business. You create an account with them. Um, you can buy and trade, swap and sell coins on that website or within that account or app application. So at the end of the day, they actually have the keys to your coins. So when I say private keys, so these private keys give you access to buy. Well, basically send and receive. So they can do anything with those keys, which is in the code of crypto, I guess. Yeah. Um, trying, to, trying to say it as simple as I can here, but they're getting technical. Um, so essentially they're holding your money. Yeah. So let's, let's compare it to a traditional bank. They're holding your money. If something happened to that bank or exchange, let's say, or regulation changed, or they got hacked, or some information got leaked, essentially you have the potential to lose your coins. Yeah. Um, 
Well, the biggest thing I, I've seen at the moment when obviously when crypto went down and all these crypto exchanges were going bankrupt is they were freezing people from drawing their, their currencies out of the exchanges. So they're pretty much saying, we might be going down and we might need your your crypto to keep us afloat and they stopped everyone from drawing out their crypto. Yep. That sort of comes back to the thing I said about finance earlier. Yep. Um, yeah, again, I mean, they're using your money to save themselves. So, yep. again, not your keys, not your coins. They can freeze them and you have no control over them. So, basically, when I say not your keys, not your crypto, um, you want to create yourself a cold storage wallet. So, there's two options for this. So, what is a cold storage wallet? A cold storage wallet is your own personal wallet that is not within the exchange. So, no one else has access to this wallet but you. So, it's pretty much like a, a safe at home kind of thing. Yeah, essentially think of the wallet in your own pocket, I yep. guess, as this basically. So there's two forms of cold storage. You've got a software wallet and a hardware wallet. So a software wallet um, is basically an application on your laptop or your phone. I would highly recommend not using things on your phones. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go over the laptop. Um, but yeah, you can get... There's a couple out there. I like to use MetaMask um, just for a basic example. And... Basically, what this does is it allows you to hold your coins in your own wallet, which no one else has any access to. Um, and then you've got your Trezor and Ledger, which are your hardware versions of a wallet. Yep. And basically, they are, uh, in short, a USB dongle. And without having them plugged into the, um, the laptop, um, nothing can be sent or received from them as long as you've secured your information. Um so, so you need a USB to take it off that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, so it's, I've got one here I can show you. So it's, it's basically a little dongle, you plug it into your USB port in your computer, um, then you connect it to the, to the network and yeah. You, um, yeah, you can send and receive through that. So it's basically like having a digital wallet. Yeah. <laughs> so you could keep that in your pocket, um, which is fine if you want to. Unless you've got a lot of money on there, you obviously don't want to walk around with a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and well, because the biggest the biggest thing at the moment, uh, well, not at the moment when crypto, like obviously, cryptocurrency was like worth, not, not worthless, but worth a lot less back in the day. And all these people had hundreds and thousands of Bitcoin on their digital wallet or on their hard drives or something. Yeah, but so what the issue is, like, well, not the issue when when I created my MetaMask wallet because I was I'm going to buy some hacks is. If you lose your password, it's not, hey, send us, what's your email and we'll send you a reset password, I think. You've got like 15 different words that you need to type in in order yeah. to get reset your password or access your password. So if you lose that, that combination of words, it's almost impossible to get that stuff back off that wallet. Is that not correct? Yeah, yeah so the seed phrase, we'll, we'll touch on the seed phrase. So a seed phrase is essentially 12 to 24 words long. Um, in a specific order and that is basically the code to your wallet so essentially when you create a wallet you need to safeguard that <laughs> phrase with your life <laughs> um, you know basically when you create your wallet a lot of people tend to write it down on a piece of paper and hide the piece of paper um, and uh, you know you never take a photo of it never screenshot it <laughs> never save it that's on a device idea. yeah that, you, know I mean? <laughs> you know a lot of people forget their phones <laughs> will sync with the cloud or you know yeah. something like that and you know you might be five years down the, 
down the track and you've forgotten about it and yeah. you know, someone's got into your yeah you know, you know your backup data and away you go or like I said earlier that you know I know someone that's been sim swapped and and they lost all their crypto because they got hacked on on their photos and passwords like that so yeah going back to the password and the and the code um, the password is only stored on the local device so say on this laptop here I have a I have a wallet. Um, the seed phrase is input into this computer. You have access to that wallet. You create a password here, and that allows you to lock the wallet on this computer. So your passwords to get in, back in, back out. If you smash this computer, or you uninstall it, or you wish to put your wallet onto another device, that's where you come back to your seed phrase and you insert that seed phrase into the new device. Oh yeah, sweet. Um, so yeah, basically that's the biggest thing I like to teach in crypto is security. Um, so like I said earlier, earlier, you're basically becoming your own bank. Yep. So with being your own bank and holding your own money becomes, you need to be a lot more responsible, I guess. Yeah, a lot and more, a lot more vigilant. Yeah. So, um, you need to be aware of these things and it's solely on you. Like, like you said, you can't contact, um, the wallet creators and say, oh, I've lost my password. Yeah. Um, you know, essentially you need to keep that seed phrase and that's, that's your emergency backup there. So what happens if you do lose it, but? Is it, can you recover it? If you lose your password, you need your seed phrase and you can just reinstall and re-input your seed yeah, phrase. Yeah, what happens if you lose everything? If you lose everything, you're lost. You're done? Game yeah. over. Yeah, right. So, um, <laughs> imagine <laughs> stressing <laughs> out over there. <laughs> yeah, so so if, you've, if you've still got access to the wallet on the original device yeah. and you can still log into it, you can pull up in your settings the original seed phrase. Yeah, on most on most wallets and most apps. Um, so there is so so let's say you've lost your piece of paper or what I like to do is tell everyone to use a piece of stainless steel and maybe engrave their seed phrase on that and yeah. lock it away somewhere safe. So in a yeah. safe or somewhere that is safe for you and that you won't forget about. Yeah. Um, reason I say stainless steel is if it floods, if it burns, stainless yeah. steel is not going to rust. And it's not going to melt to a very high um, temperature compared yeah. to, to normal steel. So, um, yeah, going back to your pa- your password. If you've lost your password and you don't have your seed phrase, you're basically screwed. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you still have your password and you don't have your seed phrase, you can log in with your password onto the device that still has your wallet on it and you can retrieve your seed phrase from there and rewrite it down. Yeah. But essentially you want to minimise how many times... You expose your seed phrase. Yeah. So never have anyone around you don't trust. Don't have any cameras around. Things like that. Yeah. So. Fuck, I'm 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 struggling to remember what I did tomorrow. There's not a fucking chance. <laughs> I'm around. You could put your seed phrase there on that laptop in front of me, and I reckon by the time we finish this podcast, <laughs> I'll have forgotten majority of those words. Yeah. Yeah. Like especially twelve to twenty four of them. Not a chance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. That's why we <laughs> got to write it down and secure it. So. So, I mean, everyone has their own ways of doing it. I mean, you can get, I mean, we're, prob- we're probably making it sound a bit scary here, but it's, it's actually quite simple, you know. Yeah. Pick something you know, pick something you'll remember, um, as in how to store it, how to save it. Can you change your seed phrase? No, you cannot change the seed phrase. So the yeah. seed phrase is generated automatically. Yeah. Um, you can create a new one. Yeah. I mean, you can create as many wallets as you'd like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, with the hardware wallets, you have to buy them first, yeah. but then you generate the seed phrase on the hardware wallet. But yeah. within an app on a device, you can you can open as many as you want, create as many as you want. Um, you know, so you can run yourself multiple 
multiple wallets, you might have long-term, let's just say with Hex, for example, you might have long-term stakes on a, on a hardware wallet and hidden that away somewhere, not to be touched, until your dates that you've noted down to end your stakes. And yeah. then you might, let's say if you trade or you want to have some liquid stuff or you want to buy some more, you might have a, another wallet or another app on your, on your laptop, yeah. um, which you use on a day-to-day basis. So, so would you suggest um, a hardware wallet or like the actual dongle wallets? Yes, Hardware wallet, well, a hardware wallet would be a dongle. I yeah. Same so which one, one would you, which one would you rather, one on the computer or the the, the actual physical one? Well, I run both. I run yep. multiple multiple reasons. Oh, sorry, multiple wallets for multiple reasons. Um, the safest option to have, and I recommend anyone getting into it start out by getting a hardware wallet and understanding how to secure it. And which and ones are those ones again? So the two I recommend, and the two with the longest hist- good history behind them, is a Trezor yep. and a Ledger. So. And how much do you reckon roughly they are? <laughs> so there's... Oh, we can have a look right here. Yeah. Let's look up. So again, with crypto being um, very, uh, say, it's flavour of the month for scams and new people coming in. Yeah. When you go to acquire your Trezor or Ledger, only ever buy from the official manufacturer's website. Yeah. So let's say you use Trezor. Um, it's T-R-E-Z-O-R dot I-O is the official website there. Um, there's lots of replicas and lots of fakes, and essentially yep. you move their wallet, uh, your money to that wallet, and, and steal all they've of got it. code in there to steal <laughs> money. <so. Yeah. laughs> well, you just so. see how, how many different meme coins there are. Like, you, like if anyone hasn't looked into crypto, just go look on some of these exchanges, and there's some cryptos that you never heard of. Like there was, like um, my my friend likes looking at the funny names. There's one. There was a one crypto called the Cum Rockets. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously, that. man. Like, <laughs> it's like, there's that. The, there's that many different meme tokens out there. Like, I, d- I definitely think this is the future, but ser- definitely do your research if you're going to get into crypto. Do a lot of research before you just jump in and buy stuff because a lot of people I know have been burned. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you look at your layer one products. Um, or layer one projects, you know, Bitcoin's the original. You've had a lot of forks of Bitcoin, so people have copied the code and made their own versions. We have things like Bitcoin Cash. You know, they don't seem to take off. Um, you know, you've got Ethereum, which seems to be, I believe, outperforming everything else in the market at the moment, which is brought true DeFi, especially with Hex being on that now. So basically Ethereum, to me, is an updated version of Bitcoin, but it's programmable. Yeah. So there's that many coins and tokens out there that are actually ERC-20 tokens. Earlier how I said the HEX was an ERC-20. Yeah. So they run on the Ethereum blockchain, the Ethereum network. Yeah. Um, so we call that a layer one network. Um, but the way these tokens and, and codes work is, you know, someone can anyone can make their own ERC-20 token. For example, we've got Shiba. So yeah. So you can put a, put a meme on a coin and publish it. It, does, it has no function. It does nothing whatsoever. Or you compare something like Hex. Hex has the product market fit, it has a utility, and it has it has a reason to be around. And yeah. it's, it's proven to stay, be around and it's going to continue to stay around. Um, you know, we go to go to your meme coins again. It's it's more of a joke really, isn't it? I mean, yeah. come rockets, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you want to come rockets, you want to go to Pornhub. But yeah, so, <laughs> so, so what do they hope for is just to get a bit of hype behind them and what – yeah, yeah, I mean, it's probably someone that's might already have potentially a bit of money, and you know, they they probably hype it up. You know, you might have 
things like Binance. I mean, you know, we go back to central central exchanges again. You know, they're going to hype these things up. Yeah. You got to remember every every exchange that someone makes on these on these. Yeah, they're exchanges. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, every trade. Yeah. yeah, every trade on these exchanges. You know, they're earning a fee for. So, yeah. you know, they want to promote these things. They want they want people to come in and go. Oh, I'm going to follow this. I'm going to buy this, sell this, buy this, sell this all day long. They earn yeah. the fees on that. So, again, they're promoting non-productive use of your time. Yeah. You know what I mean? For yeah. you, they're basically taking your money. Yeah. So, well, we. You told us to listen to um, that Fit and Fresh podcast with Richard Hart on it. And you were saying that the SEC in general was a good idea. But he's saying that a lot of these celebrities now are getting done for fraud because they've been hyping up these tokens because they've bought in low and they're hyping them up so everyone buys in and then dumping them. So they're they're actually going to be getting done for fraud. Yeah, so we like to call these guys furus in the hexagon world. <laughs> um, and a lot of them are influencers, you know, they might be paid groups. Yeah. You know, so someone new coming in might go, oh, this looks good. I'm going to pay f- pay to learn off this guy. You know, essentially you're paying them to pump their bags and then sell on you. So, you, you know, you're double losing. You're paying for false information of someone that is going to lead you in the wrong direction. So on, on one, they're taking your money. <laughs> for giving you wrong information and yeah. two with the wrong information they're giving you you're buying a bag and pumping the price or something that they want to sell yeah you know so yeah again be very careful who you watch out there who you listen to um i believe you shouldn't have to pay anyone the information's out there for as free. long as you have the time to do your research always do your own research there's a lot of crypto channels out there too on youtube and stuff that talk about crypto for free like you don't have to pay for anything you you can just go literally go onto youtube and type in crypto like one that i like is crypto banza like they're they're pretty good and obviously don't take everything that they say for grant like that it's gonna happen because no one really knows what's gonna happen yeah so no one can predict the future 100 percent. so um but we'll, we'll talk about the future predicting no one's ever 100 percent right but if we if we look back and this is why I love Hex so much as well, because the founder of Hex is Richard Hart. Um, if you go back through his videos in history on YouTube or you look into the calls and things he's made in the past, he's been pretty right most of the time. Yeah. Um, he's always I, – I believe he's always honest. I believe he's always made the right calls. He's tried to save you from wrecking yourself. Again, that's where we learned no, not your keys, not your crypto. He's tried to eliminate middlemen, which is what he's done with Hex. You know, he's built – he's seen Bitcoin – as something that was, let's just say, maybe to prove a point that a digital currency could work, and he's built on that by creating hex and programming the token on the Ethereum network, which is basically giving us more options. Yeah. So you know the way I see it is software in general updates as time goes on, things update, new things come yeah, out, they get better and better. Gets better and, and better. Exactly. And that's where we're going in the way of crypto. It's only getting better and better. Can um, I'll just touch base? Sorry, yeah. before I, so for the question before on the costing of the trezor. Yeah. So a basic trezor is sixty nine euro here, so probably about a hundred Australian dollars. No, so it's barely um, anything. It's, you're not paying a couple hundred bucks for it. Yeah, so that's your, your lower base model yeah. one. Um, the the higher model one here is two fifty euros. So you're probably looking off the top of my head, maybe three fifty four hundred Australian yeah. dollars. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so it's. Pretty much buying McAfee or something like a 
Yeah. So a virus protection for your computer really. It's not well, really that much that you're nah, paying for. Now let's use it. another analogy. Yeah. How much would you go out and spend on a wallet in your pocket? Yeah. Yeah. You know, people go out and spend hundred dollars, two hundred dollars a wallet oh. they carry in their pocket. Yeah, Essentially, true. this is what this device is. This yep. is the wallet for your cryptocurrency. So, and you want something with quality, security, and something that's been trusted and tested. So, so how come like the whether it's Hex or another coin or company, how come they don't have their own wallets? Um, good question. Um, I know that Richard Hart plans on bringing out his own wallet. Yeah. Um, so that is coming in the future. Um, at this stage, I know a few other companies that have brought out some wallets, but again, the Trezor and Ledger have been here since day one. Yeah. Um, they've been proven, they've been tested. So I think it would be quite hard for a competitor to come on the market and, and yeah. yeah, basically compete. Yeah. Um, We've had some stuff come out recently and, you know, a couple of Hexagon guys are quite switched on, quite smart with all the security stuff. I looked into them and they're just, they're just not there. They're yeah. Not there, so. Well, you, like May was saying before, you look at it, everyone's trying to scam you at these days. Like, yeah. whether it be a legitimate company or not, you don't know whether they've, like he said, put um, an algorithm in there that it's going to take all your money. Like, it's these ones have been here from the beginning. Like it's such a hard market to get into because there's so many scams going around. But that's what I mean. Like you said that um, Richard Hart, who is the Hex founder, is super helpful and you know telling you all about the hard the hardware wallets and stuff, um, and trying to protect your coins. It's uh, it's just a wonder they haven't made yeah. their own. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I believe it's coming. So if we delve into a bit of Richard Hart, he's. You know, he's the founder of Hex. Um, everyone called him a scanner at the start. Um, I mean, there's plenty of videos out there on him. There's plenty of hexagons out there proving that wrong. Yeah. No one's ever got a complaint that Richard Hart's taken their money. Um, and he's seen this issue. He wants to create his own wallet. But at the moment, he's in the process of creating his own layer one blockchain. So basically, he is copying Ethereum. Uh, we call it forking. And... Um, what this will do, in his words, is basically take the load off the Ethereum network. So you'll be able to use your, all your tokens on the Ethereum network, on the Pulse chain network. And um, the analogy for that is, you know, the fees go up on the Ethereum based off how many transactions are going on. Pulse chain solves this, right? So it's let's say you've got a servo here. Um, this servo is flat out. There's too many cars in the driveway. Yeah. No one can get fuel. It's costing them more to get fuel. Basically, Richard Hart's gone, I'm going to create another franchise over here. You can bring your customers over here and get the same thing over here. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, you're getting a copy of all your ERC-20 tokens. So everything you hold on the Ethereum network will be copied onto the Pulse Chain network and you'll be able to bridge these things back and forth between the two networks. So you can use them on both networks, trade back and forth, and that should take the load off Ethereum, help Ethereum. And then we've also got Pulse Chain, which is going to come out as a proof of stake. Um, so, again, that helps solve the mining issue and the hardware issue of the electricity and things like that. So, so does this essentially mean that because you're not using the Ethereum network or the main network, that the price of Ethereum comes down? Is that right? Um, not necessarily because um, the price of Ethereum is still supply-demand, so it's based yeah. off how many people are buying and selling. Yeah. Um, but what it does is it lowers the gas price. So if we go back to um, blockchains... Every transaction you make on a blockchain, so let's say Ethereum, it has a gas fee. It's called GUI. Yeah. Um, and again, so you can pay a priority to get your transaction faster. Yeah. Um, 
And the, the way these fees go up is as more people come on board, um, more people are clogging up the network yeah. and the transactions are taking longer, people just go pay, I'm going to pay the more to, to get it. So it, it knocks you back unless you have the money to pay more for our fee. Yeah. So that's the only downfall with the, um, the blockchain Ethereum at the moment is the, the gas fees. Um, which is what crypto is meant to eliminate with the fees, and that's where Pulse Chain will come along and, and save that. Yeah, well, I want to go buy a crypto off Coinbase, and they're like, "Now nah, you need to buy it off Coinbase wallet." So I transferred five hundred bucks to my Coinbase wallet, which is has nothing to do with the Coinbase. I found out, and then so I've got this money stuck in my Coinbase wallet, and it's saying that for me to either swap a coin or transfer it back, I don't have Ethereum to pay the gas fees. Yeah. So then I'm like, all right, well, I've got, because i got USDT, so I was like, all right, I'll tr- swap some of my USDT to Ethereum so then I can get, get Ethereum to swap back. But then it's like, you can't swap USDT th- for Ethereum to fucking do the gas fee. So now pretty much got I have to send there, Ethereum man. to this Coinbase wallet. To get, well, yeah. It's been sitting in there for probably about eight months now. I just can't be bothered dealing with it. I was yeah. like, fuck this joint. Yeah. So that's that's one of the biggest downfalls with Ethereum is is the gas fees. Um, again, Richard Hart intends to solve that with Pulse Chain, and then we go back to his products. I mean, he's he's also bringing out another product called PulseX, and so that's a decentralized exchange. Yeah. So you basically got the trio of um, crypto here. So you've got the store of value, which is your hex. You have the network, which is your Pulse Chain. And then you've got the decentralized exchange, which is your Pulse X. So you put the three together, and essentially you don't need anyone in between. So yeah, right. You've got the, you've got the whole trio there. Um, and then yeah, so once these are complete, I believe the wallet will be the next next product product. So, we'll so how far off is the Pulse chain, or is it already running? Or uh, it's we're in testnet v two b, I think it is off the top of my head. Yeah. So y- if you want, you can go online. Um, it's it's quite simply quite simple to hop in your MetaMask and there's a tab at the top. You can swap networks and you can put the Pulse Chain address in there and you swap over to the Pulse Chain network and you can test and do all the functions on there. So the answer to your question is no one knows how far away it is. Yeah. Um, the joke in the community is four more weeks. The four more weeks has been going since probably the start of the year. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the latest update we got was he had two teams, red and blue, doing a security test on it. So basically, they're they're trying to hack it against yeah. each other, and I don't know the full details. It's a bit beyond my technicalities, but yeah. um, that's where we're at. So I be- I'm pretty sure if 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 that's all good, um, we should see it pretty soon, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so with any luck, I'd hope before the end of the year, um, which would be quite cool because we've also got a documentary coming out. Um, which was organised by the Hex community, so the Hexagon community. So the community that's been in Hex since day one, they've obviously made quite a lot of money. Um, They're using the money they have to help promote Hex, help market Hex and obviously help educate others um, because they believe in the product and they believe in true DeFi, decentralised finance, and they want to teach the world about it and help people adopt it and be in control of their own money and create generational wealth. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what we were asking you before the show started Yeah, is, you know, how to get in the hex, blah, blah, blah. Are you employed by them? And you're like, no, we all kind of work for ourselves because in us pumping hex up or promoting it and telling everyone the benefits of it, it just benefits all the people that are already in it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, 
Richard Hart has gone out there and he said, basically, you, you want something to work, you market it. Yeah. So, and I, I believe that's great. I mean, you know, I own a company as well here in Australia. I run my own engineering company. And basically, I think even with that, you know, I'm not going to go out and promote someone else's company. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I know what works. I know mine works. I'm going to promote my, promote my company. Um, you know, the Hexa community have made a lot of money um, off Richard Hart, off Hex. They've realised it is the true DeFi of of crypto. Yeah. Um, and basically it's a way to financial freedom and it's a way to benefit everyone in the future. So, you know, we want to educate others on crypto. We don't want people getting scammed. You know, we don't want people losing money. We don't want you sitting behind a computer all day trying to trade. You know, it's not productive for the world. Yeah, so. and it puts a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Yeah. And yeah. Then ultimately will bring the price down of all of them. So you don't want that at all. Yeah, that's right, yeah. A, a lot of people also say that a lot of um, cryptos are pyramid schemes because obviously the first people in get the most amount of crypto for the cheapest amount and everything like that. Yeah. Where the good thing with this is it's works of supply and demand. So the more demand there is, the more ex- obviously the more expensive that it's going to go. Yep. So it doesn't really matter what stage of it you need to get in. Like you can come in and out as as you please kind of thing and it's going to eventually grow to a point where you, it doesn't matter when you come in or not. It's not like the guys from the top are just sitting there waiting for everyone to pump it up and then pull it when, everyone, when it gets to a certain price. Yeah, I mean, that's right. If you want to talk about, we'll go definition of a Ponzi scheme. So a Ponzi scheme is basically an investment scam um, which generates returns from... Early investors from investors taken from, sorry, it, ge- it generates income returns for early investors from later investors that come on board. So that that statement there proves that Hex is not a Ponzi. So the way Hex works is is it will always pay out the yield. It will always pay out the interest. Um, it does not matter if new people come on board because people aren't paying people. The code is paying people. Yeah. You are creating your own coins. There is no human involved in it. It's just the code yeah. and math. Is there is there a total supply of the coins? Like, is there going to be a total amount, or is it just going to be an endless amount of the coins? So it'll the maximum inflation amount is three point six nine percent a year. No, I mean like the coins. So like, yeah, is it going to be a market cap of coins? Is it going to be a billion coins? Is it going to be a trillion coins? Is it is, do we is there a cap on how many coins will be minted? Um, no, because you can. You're basically generating more coins, but the, the cap on that is 3.69% per year. So that's the maximum yep. amount of new coins that can be created. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yep. Well, it's, it's a good thing, though, because obviously if people are doing this 15-year lock-in thing, like it's going to take a lot of coins on it. So yep. it obviously it's then will drop, like once Hex gets bigger and bigger, it will drop the price up because people are locking it in for such yeah. a long time. And there's not an over amount of, like you look at, Luna, for example, like I was t- telling you beforehand, Luna's got something like seven trillion coins out there. Like it's it's a massive number of coins there. So like everyone can have a multiple amount. Yeah, and again, I think people like to see big numbers. You know, they like to pay small money, mo- small money, and receive big numbers. So don't get don't get tricked by that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, like me, I said I bought hundred dollars worth of Luna. And I got twenty four million coins, and I thought, "Fuck yeah, I'm killing this stuff!" And <laughs> it goes up ten percent, and you get like an extra dollar. You're like, "Oh, that's nothing." Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you work on percentages and, and doublings and X's, you know, it's the same. It's just scales. So don't get tricked by big numbers. Um, um, uh, and then we go back to 
the code of hex, I mean, it's designed to go up. So when I say it's designed to go up, it's in the math and in the code. So basically, that's that's what you do. You're incentivized to stake. You're incentivized to hold. And you know what's what's happening in the, in the history of crypto? We've got the term hodl. So basically hold. All you have to do is hold, sit on your hands, and generally speaking, the price will go up. Yeah, well, off the history of it, that's what has happened but at the end of the day no one knows the limits of it because it hasn't been around like say you can stake x for 15 years crypto hasn't been around for that long you know so you don't know how high it could go yeah i think what are we at i think 13 years old since yeah, right. the start of bitcoin how so old how old's hex did you say hex nearly is, three years yeah hex is approaching three years so we just went over a thousand days old yeah this Ma- week magic to the definition of not holding We'll be playing golf one week and be like, oh, how's, how's that crypto going? Oh, no, I sold it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I traded for this crypto. <laughs> like, bro, you, you had less than a week. <laughs> yeah, I'll give, you a, I'll give you a quote, eh? Um, the impatient pay the patient. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. That's me. So keep that in mind. Remember that. I reckon the funniest one was, was he made some good money on this crypto. And he's like, oh, I'll trade it for the other one. I was like, oh, how's your crypto go? Oh, bro, it's down like 40% today. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then that's another thing, you know. We don't want people. Well, I don't want people personally. This is just me. This is why I believe in something like X because I don't want someone stuck there looking at their phone all day or looking yeah. at the computer all day worrying about the price. You know, let's just let's just lock something up, walk yeah. away, and enjoy life. Yeah. So, do you, um, you know, do you indulge in any of the other cryptos out there, or just Hex, or or um, what is it? So once I learned about Hex. I pretty much sold everything, went all in hex. Yeah. Um, but in the last few months and with the bear market and Pulse Chain being delayed, yeah, we've had the community build onto hex now. So this is, you know, where we go quite deep. <laughs> Could go on all day about the, the other projects and products being built. Yeah. Um, but basically what we've got is we've got other people building products based off hex. So we've had some airdrops from a meme coin. So there was a meme coin. I won't say the names of. Oh actually, it will. It should be alright. So it's it's Pulse Do- Pulse Dogecoin, I think it's called. So it's basically a copy of the Dogecoin meme coin on the Pulse network. Is uh, that it's right? on the Ethereum network, so yep. it's an ERC twenty. But basically, the person that created this coin created it as a reward for hex stakers. Yeah. So the only way to get this coin was to be a hex staker. So if you had hex staked, um, it would basically the code would realize you've got a stake and it would generate amount and airdrop it to your wallet based off how much you had staked. Yeah, yep. right. So, you know, that's free money for a hex staker. So, so you didn't have to pay for it? No. Yeah, right. So that was free money. So that's how the, the Pulse Doge coin came about. Um, and is that them trying to entice people to start buying their coin? Um, I don't know. I, ultimately, again, it's a meme coin. I yep. can't say... I mean, again, do your own research. I can't say if it's a good or bad coin. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a meme coin. Yeah. But it was free money and it was yeah. better incentivized. Hex yeah, for doing nothing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, so as a hex staker, and uh, that's another reward we got for locking up our stakes and, and just waiting around, you know, we got this airdrop for free. And on the release, that was like $4 USD each. And I think, you know, um, depending on the size of the staker you were, let's just say you were a a crab or a turtle, I think you, you got like a hundred of it for free, you know. So yeah. you're talking five hundred dollars USD. Yeah. Um, yeah. At one point, it went up to eight, nine dollars USD. So you're nearly talking a thousand dollars USD for free. Yeah. We're doing nothing, yeah, for nothing, just yeah. just for already being a hex taker. So has any um, has any crypto? Oh, before we change the subject, I just wanna I wanna give props to another 
another thing because I believe in this product as well. Um, so another product that's come out is called Hedron, H-E-D-R-O-N. Now this is something that can only be minted on the blockchain or created by a wallet that has a hex stake. So you basically connect your wallet to their contract um, and it allows you to create Hedron based off how big and how long your hex stake is and how long you've served on your hex stake. Yeah. So again, this rewards hex stakers by receiving another coin. Um, this is not a meme coin. This coin has great utility and once you understand hex and t-shirts, I highly recommend looking into this. So um, where did that coin come, like Hedron come from? Who made it? So is it, it a, is it a, like a side, is it a branch off from hex or is it a totally different company or? It's a totally different developer. Yeah. Um, he was a member of the Hexican community and he saw hex and how it worked and he wanted to build on that. Yeah. Um, so he's created Hedron. He's also created another one called Icosa, which has only just dropped the last month. Um, and what these tools are meant to do are work off each other. So Hedron, you receive your Hedron by having a hex stake. That's the only way to receive Hedron unless you now market buy it. Um, you can now stake your Hedron to earn the product Icosa. This is where we get a bit deep here. <laughs> and you can then, or you can... Wow, this is getting tangled. Sorry. So with let's go back to basic. We'll start with the Hedron because I'm talking about two products at once. So with Hedron, he's actually allowed you now. So Hedron was first developed where you could create a hex stake um, and you could tokenize it. So you could tokenize and wrap your hex stake as an NFT. Yeah. So this has opened up another whole window with hex, right? So when you create a native stake of hex, so you're doing it directly to the original hex website, once that stake is in place, you cannot do anything with it. It's stuck to that wallet. You yeah. know, if you end it early, you get penalised. What Hedron's done is come along and gone, righto, we've created another contract. You can create a hex stake, tokenize it as an NFT. Once it's in an NFT, you can then trade and swap that hex stake to other wallets. Yeah, right. yeah. So, you know, we have things like a benefit, you know, maybe you think your wallet's being compromised, so oh, I've lost my seed phrase or, you know, I think someone might have hacked me. I'll send it quickly before they can do anything with yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah, you can yeah. safely send that to another address. Or it allows you to maybe – you might be able to sell that hex wrap stake as an NFT to another person if you think you cannot commit to the time you've created the stake for. So yeah. let's say you've wrapped a 15-year stake and you've gone, oh, shit, I can't commit to that. So they'll take it off you for kind of what it's worth and then they're buying it. Yeah, so to make the interest. So I would say, like, if you had one for seven years, oh, I said, let's just say 15 years and you're in the seven years and the actual stake is worth, say, 50 grand, you can go, hey, Madge, i got this thing, it's worth 50 grand, give me 50 grand worth of coins and I'll I'll send you that stake and he can carry on with that the next yeah, eight right. years kind of thing. Yeah, so you might see the value in it or you might need the value early. And you can negotiate with someone else. They might see the value in it later and yep. negotiate a price and, and send receive like any other NFT. Yeah. Um, you know, so this, again, NFTs to me are useless until now. I think Hedron wrapping a hex stake in an NFT actually brings value into an NFT. NFTs prior to that were basically just monkey pictures. Yeah. And people money laundering. So <laughs> yeah. I think Hedron's done a great job with that. Um, and also within the Hedron contract, you can, if you wrap a hex stake into a, a tokenized form or a HSI they like to call it, you can actually borrow Hedron against your hex stake, right? So this is where we get even better because you could borrow a, hex, a Hedron amount 
off your stake, you can then do whatever you want with the hedron. But you have 90 days to pay back the hedron that you borrowed for that stake. So within 90 days, you could spend the money and you can't pay back to get your stake. So your stake will then go on auction for after the 90-day period. So anyone on the, on the, on the network, like you or me, could prob- potentially pick up this stake. Well, half the price kind of For thing. a bargain. Yeah, if you're yeah lucky, right. You know what I mean? That's um, pretty cool. Or you basically borrow your hedron, you do whatever you've done with your hedron, you've made your money back or you've, you've had to use hedron to spend some money on something and you've got that money back now before the 90-day period, which is three months, you then buy your hex stake back. So basically it's allowing you to take a loan on your Against hex stake yeah. without having to early end stake. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we have, yeah, so yeah. we have things like that out there that are getting built on top of hex. And the longer time goes on, the more people are building on Hex and it's, it's just getting insane. Yeah, so well, that's what my question was before um, you brought up the Hedron and that is, um, yeah, has anyone done something similar to what or exactly the same as what Hex is already doing or done? Um, no, I believe Hex was the first of its kind. Yeah. The only stuff you could stake or earn interest or yield with previously was through middleman. Yeah. So let's say Binance, for example, I believe they had a um, a program on there or, or Luna, you know. You I think I, I think I was using Bybit. Yeah. Bybit, so yeah. 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 So all these all these other centralized entities that are promising a return on holding your coins, I don't know how they're doing it. I'll, they're I'll, 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 I'll pretty much tell you what happened to me. So this is how, how quick and easy it is to fall into this trap. I got told, hey, go have a look at um, Bybit. You can stake a certain amount of coins and they give you, it's either one or three days. Um, it's no longer. And you get a certain amount of percentage back. And this is where, you got the, where they got you, right? So I was staking about five grand worth of Luna and they're saying on average a year, it was giving you about 300% return. So on the day rate... They're working out the day rate. But if the coin went down, you weren't getting paid that percentage. You were actually losing money yeah, because you're staking it. So, And then if it went up, if the coin went up, you weren't making money on that. They were only paying you the percentage. So regardless of what was happening, the exchanges were making money off your money and you were just literally getting the breadcrumbs. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, don't quote me, but I think they were leveraging – and and by leveraging, they're, they're, that's how they tend to try and pay back the interest. And that you know, lost. Look what happened. They collapse. So yeah, but there's it, 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 multiple ones. It's not just Luna. It's, it's multiple ones. But you you see this two three hundred percent return annually, and you think fuck, that's a lot of money. Like if you work it in a day rate, you're like fuck, I put ten grand in there, and like I'm making about I'm making three grand a day, and it's like almost guaranteed. And then you you work out well. It's such a high risk. It's it's not guaranteed. So, it's I definitely learnt the hard way, and I suggest I would definitely put it out there. Don't go down that path. Cause that's that's what I did, and I did lose a lot of money. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to think. You know, they're offering these high returns. Where are they getting these returns? Yeah, from? correct. Yeah. yeah. So, and again, not your keys, not your crypto. You've given them your your coins to basically do what pay, they want. Yeah, with, you know. Yeah. But coming into they're gambling with your coins, you know, and they lost. So coming into you did talk about um, at the start of the show that you're sending Jake Lund to um, Thailand. How did that come around with you guys sponsoring or the Hex community sponsoring Jake Lund? Um, I've known Jake for a very long time. I used to be a fighter as well. Yep. Um, 
And, um, yeah, I've just seen, well, basically as a fighter myself, you know, I've seen there's not much money in fighting in Australia. Yeah. There's not much money in Muay Thai. Um, and I see this as an opportunity to help that, to help that grow. Um, and, you know, I learned about Hex, how it works and how it's great for the future. And I wanted to, I wanted to show how it could work. So I, I picked Jake as a friend, as a mate, and um, spoke. I got approached by the Discord Syndicate guys to um, have a chat and make something work. And, and basically, we come to an agreement. We sponsored him, and we want to show other fighters and other athletes that this is something you need to learn about. Because yep. you know, at the end of your career, what are you going to do when you can't fight anymore? Yeah, or, exactly. You know, let's just say, for you guys, example, you're a motorbike rider. What yeah. happens if you have a crash? You can't ride anymore. Yeah, and it happens all the time. You know. Yeah. Or, you know, we have that many athletes out there, footy players, they, they make all this money, they don't do anything smart with it, yeah. and then their career ends and then they're done. So they've you, pre- no you, money, no you pretty much want to do what the NRL did and encourage the NRL players to actually start doing stuff other than, than just footy. So you try to encourage <laughs> the fighters to go, hey, start widening your, your, your income kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. I mean, invest in your future, you know? Yep. Um, yeah, I mean got to think ahead these days like i said before with the way the world's going you know inflation interest rates all this stuff going on in the world you know how can you beat that your money sitting around is no good yeah you know these fighters don't make much money in the sport um i want to try and help that grow you know fighting is a passion to me you know being in the sport myself previously and probably looking to get back in yeah um you know these guys put their bodies on the line for fuck all essentially yeah <laughs> well yeah. you think about it there's a big debate at the moment with the ufc fighters getting underpaid and that's the biggest for me. That's the, one of the biggest stages in the world. Like I can't can't imagine what the Australian fighters are getting compared to like if the the US fighters are complaining about fighters pay. Like it it would be peanuts in the the big yeah. scheme of things. Yeah, it's insane, you know. So with with the Hexican community, you know, they saw this and, and they want to help it grow. So the money's there. Put the money to use. You know, we yeah. love the sport. That's what I like to do. And do you do you sponsor any other athletes or or sports or even yeah. um, advertise in any way? Yeah. So there's other members of the community. So this is the only thing I'm directly involved in. Yeah. Um, there's other members of the community. We've got a there's a Hex Lamborghini team. Yeah. In Europe, so they race in the GT. I think it's G- Carrera GT Carrera Cup. Yeah. Something over there. It's it's massive over there in Europe, I believe. Yeah. So there's two Hex Lamborghinis there that race. Um, with all all hex wrap, and yeah. sponsored by a couple of other members in the hexagon community. So again, this is just everyday person that come along, learn about hex, invested in it, made a lot of money, and they want to get the word out. So yeah, they've right. done that. Their their passion's motorsports, you know. So they want to yeah, they want to help out with the people they know in motorsports. Um, we had a hex NASCAR last yeah, year. I seen I seen a photo. Yeah, yeah, we seen that. You yeah. seen it on the um, I think it was at that last ride show. It was the Hex NASCAR. Yeah. Yeah, so they raced in the Daytona 500, which is the biggest NASCAR thing in America, which is quite big over there. Um, again, I believe, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I think that's just the passion of one of the guys in the community. That, that was a group effort from the community. So one of the guys had, had a networking and knew, knew the racer or knew the team. Yeah. Um, basically, it started on Twitter as a bit of a, Oh, who's keen? We'll get on board, and you know we can we can make this happen. And yeah. it, it happened within like forty eight hours. <laughs> you know, it was the, it was the most money raised ever for for a NASCAR sports team. Like, yeah, right. And you know just by the public community. Yeah. Um, and how big's how big's the Hex community in Australia? Like you said you're on the uh, Discord Syndicate. 
how how many of them are from Oz? Um, we've so the main guys on the Australian side of that. Uh, we've got a, a show on Discord Syndicate YouTube. It's every Tuesday night from about eight thirty onwards. Yeah, it's called the Hex Late Show. So. Um, Is there an early one? Because I'm fucking in bed by 8.30, <laughs> eh? Well, <laughs> There's not a chance you're getting me up about past so 8.30. I, when, when I'm at work, on my weeks at work, I miss it all the time. But try to play catch-up when I'm on my days off. And that's when I'll, I'll, generally, I'll generally make an appearance on there when I can on my days off. Yeah. Um, so there's normally a crew of, uh, let me just say, we've got... There's normally about six of them on there. Um, and we like to get guests on there all the time, you know. So last week we had um, a bloke on there called Dipcatcher. He's a co-founder of a new product coming out called Team um, and the co-founder of a product called Maximus, which, again, is built on Hex. Um, so, yeah, to answer your question, there's about six lads, seven, probably six or seven of us, which are on the live stream on a weekly basis for yeah. the Discord sitting in Australia. Um, there's heaps of hexagons in Australia, mate. So we've got Telegram groups. We've got a Telegram group for Brisbane, Telegram group for Melbourne, Perth, Adelaide, all the major cities. Um, the guys have had meetups on probably a yearly basis. I think at the moment we're trying to do a meetup. Yeah, right. Um, I've met multiple hexagons here in Brisbane just by connecting through Twitter. Um, a good example is that was the last ride show that we come to and we first sponsored. Um, I mean, pretty much that whole VIP table was was hexagons. Just people and, you met. Yeah. You know, I met them through hex and through t- through Twitter and through crypto. So, it's a real deal, man. You know, like people think they aren't around; they're around. And, yeah. And you know, myself, I haven't made it yet. I'm still working hard, and you know, even if I make it, I probably still work because I'm just a grinder. I like working. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, the, there is people here in Australia that I've seen personally know they're retired because of hex. Yeah. Um. And they still try and help the community. They're trying to help educate, help grow. So, yeah, it's quite big. You well, know, that, 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 that's them. the cool thing about people that retired and got a lot of money. Like, they don't need any more money. So, it doesn't matter if they help someone because it's not like it's taking the money away from them. They don't need no more money. So, that's... Yeah, well, you hear a lot of them. Like, you told us to listen to that Fit and Fresh pro, um, podcast or whatever it was called. And one of the guys on there is retired that was talking. But same thing. He reckons, what did he say? He spends like two, three hundred grand a year. Traveling around, just talking shit and yeah. promoting it yeah. out of his own pocket. Yeah, yeah, just because he he wants to help everyone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I think that's the best thing in like you look at the crypto community in general. I mean, the biggest, the best place to look at crypto communities is probably Twitter. Um, and you can see, I could quite easily say that Hex dominates Twitter at the moment in the way of crypto, especially during a bear market. I mean, all the hexagons are still on there. They're still promoting, they're still educating, they're still being productive. You know, where are all these meme coiners? Where are all these yeah. Solana? Where are these Cardanos? You know, yeah. they're nowhere to be seen. You know, we're still out there trying to make the world a better place. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, this is with the community. Like, I recently got back from Europe. Um, I, put a, I put a tweet out. I joined the UK Telegram, sent some messages. You know, the guys are great. They created a meetup for me in London and I met 35, 40 people in London one night that all travelled from all around England to meet me and they were all hexagons they're all various different people you know different you 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 can't you can't picture them everyone's different they're just from all over the place different ages you know different backgrounds some are retired some are still going like yeah it's one of them things you don't realise how massive it is until you're actually in that circle yeah I mean and just how great they were to organise something like that for me to come in all that way, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, 
and for the amount of people to show it blew my mind. So, you know, it makes it even more real when you see it. Well, you guys are jumping on um, one of our friends, Andy, from Rise Championship. You're jumping on the, the diamond belt with Jake Lund and is it George? Yeah, George Mann. Yeah, George, George Mann. Yeah. Um, you guys are jumping on that. Is it going to be a big Hexagon community coming out to watch that? Yeah, I haven't got exact numbers yet. I mean, we've got one VIT, VIP table booked. That'll be filled pretty quick, yep. I'm assuming. Um, and I've just started sort of promoting a bit more within the Hex community. So, yep. yeah, waiting to see how many numbers we get. But I think last time we had probably 15-ish yep. or 12. I think we had 12 at a table. Um, you know, but this this fight's massive. This is the yeah, this, <laughs> this is, is the biggest fight of the year. You know, this yeah. is the biggest yeah. fight of the year Muay Thai worldwide. It's the biggest fight in history in Australia, I believe. Um, so yeah, it'd be great to get get some more people around, and also the restrictions now have eased. You know, with all the other yeah bullshit in the yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think we should get a good turnout. Hopefully, yeah, um, it's going back to normal. So I think they're finally taking the mask off plane stupid rule yeah, now. So. <laughs> oh, and you'll love this. Um, I forgot, but I recently, s- Andrew from Rise sent me a message, um, sent me a picture of a promotion in Melbourne. It had the Hex logo on. He asked me if I sponsored that. I said we had nothing to do with it. So I'd done a bit of research. No one in the Hexagon community did it. Uh, I contacted the promoter directly, um, had a phone call with him and found out he's a Hexagon. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's he's not on Twitter, he's not on YouTube, he just does his thing in real life and he's... He's been in Hex for a while. He's, he's sacrificed for Pulse Chain, Pulse X. He's in all Richard Hart products. Yeah. But he just doesn't do the internet thing. Yeah. And um, he saw what we did on the Rise show and thought it'd be a good idea to do it himself. You know, so this just shows you the network effect of people trying to help build. And, and believing so, in the product. So yeah, yeah, believing yeah. in the product. So he's actually coming up now in the December to this show as well. He'll be with us then to meet us in person. And yeah, you know, that's more networking going on. So yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's, that's a cool yeah, story. Yeah, that's a good part of that. Yeah, he's got the community side of it. That's 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 sick. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, man. Best community in crypto. Yeah, <laughs> we, were, we were talking about before, and I made a little joke about it. Um, but you, it just shows you, that like, where you say is not your keys, not your crypto. Like, for people that haven't seen on the news at the moment, crypto.com is pretty embarrassed at the moment because. There's a chick that went on crypto.com and she was waiting for a $100 refund. I don't know exactly why she was waiting on this $100 refund, but crypto.com owed her $100, right? So she got this $100 refund, but instead of being at 100 bucks, they got transferred her $10.5 million, right? So the first thing she did was take it straight out of her bank account into another bank account, right? Seven months down the track, She's already, she bought her, her, her sister, like she's in Victoria, she bought her sister a $1.5 million house. They don't, haven't said how much money she's actually spent, but crypto.com has now, seven months later, found out that someone's accidentally transferred a $10.5 million and it, now it's trying to get it back. So the courts have just said that, yep, she needs to pay it back. Yeah. And has given her a time frame to sell the house. And if she doesn't sell the house the courts are going to make her sell the house. But I was saying to you earlier on, how the fuck do you go from 10, 100 bucks to transferring someone 10.5 million? Like, yeah. it, oh, I just <laughs> don't understand how... It, well, there's a lot more zeros in the fucking 10.5 million than 100 bucks. Yeah, he's a, 
Makes you wonder, was it an inside job, you know? Yeah. It's the thing with central <laughs> entities. Like yeah, make some money oh, disappear, yeah. eh? And that just shows you how much these exchanges are making if they're... Not noticing. Not something. noticing $10.5 million missing at their account. And the only time they, they found it is the accountant was doing the numbers and going, you're missing $10.5 million. They're like, what? We're missing $10.5? <laughs> so it just shows you how much money these exchanges are actually making. Yeah, it's incredible. You know, that's money they're taking off everyday people like you and me, so... Yeah, that's what it would be. You only use them for the minimal reason, the on-ramp, off-ramp, and the rest you want to do you know, with a decentralised exchange. Yeah. And um, again, when you say not your keys, not your crypto, or even just back to the transactions like that, always make sure you double-check everything you're sending. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hit too many zeros or a seven instead of a six or, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Always check your addresses you're sending receiving from. <laughs> because again, yeah, you know, it's it's... The responsibilities are in your hands. So. Yeah, it's inter- interesting to see the com- the outcome of this. I'll keep an eye on that. I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I got no comments on that. <laughs> it baffles me that that's like a lot of money. It's not like it's gone from a thousand to ten thousand. Like that's a lot of zeros in there. So, but um, got anything else, Madge? No, it was good to have you in, bro. And um, hopefully, you know, we get some people into it. And you know, I've got a little bit of an interest in it now. And this. This stake and stuff, like as I said, no one's really knows what's going to happen in fifteen years with the crypto market. So you know, it could go to the moon. So hopefully, it does. Yeah, I mean, possibilities are endless. As as more people come in and more people realize how good it is. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. So I mean, look at the history already of Bitcoin and Ethereum. You know, ten years, thirteen years. Look where it's gone. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll definitely definitely be putting some type of money into CX. So. Be, be able to call myself a hexagon. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to be calling myself a hexagon. That's why I'm putting money. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Pretty cool nickname. So yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's hard for newcomers. I mean, anyone that's listening that's new, just you know, start off with the basics. I probably said some stuff in here you won't understand at the beginning. Um, you know, if, even if you're on Twitter or whatever, feel free to DM me on Twitter. Um, it's at a. A M A Y O H A Y S A M A O Hayes. So if you've got any questions, I'll try what I can to help you. Otherwise, you know, get on Twitter, just just have do, a look. Yeah, as you do said, do research. your own research. And just spend a bit of time. Make sure you understand what you're doing before you do something. And yeah, don't pay anyone else to do it for you. Well, anyone listening <laughs> will put put Mayo's um, Twitter handle in in the comment section on the, the the when we post the podcast. So if you missed that, we'll put it in there for you. Awesome. Sweet as thanks heaps for coming in. So easy. Legend. Might see you again in the future. Just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. I told you in the first song, I'll tell you in another. Just a regular, everyday.